Welcome to the On The Green Podcast, where we'll give you the latest news and events from the world of golf and spotlight golf courses from around Northeast Florida and the First Coast. We'll take you inside the ropes with interviews, strategies for playing the courses, and get a tip from the head professional. Each show will also feature an interview with a prominent golf insider. They'll share firsthand stories and insights you won't hear anywhere else. Now, here's your host of On The Green, Tim Eiley. Hello, and welcome to another edition of On The Green Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Eiley. We're coming to you from Studio Podcast Suites here in Jacksonville, Florida. You can find the podcast on your favorite podcast platform or check us out on our website, onthegreenconsulting.com. There you can also find my monthly blog, which I hope you'll enjoy. On today's show, I welcome Chris Smith and Chris Reimer. Both are members of the International Golf Federation communications team for the 2021 Olympic Games. We'll get their insights into the golf competition coming up later this month, including a discussion about the deep fields on both the men's and women's side headed to Tokyo. It's going to be a great show, so welcome to the 31st edition of On the Green Podcast. Well, the Olympics in Tokyo are just around the corner, set to begin July 23rd. Now, joining me today are two former PGA Tour staffers who are now part of the International Golf Federation team that will be heading to Japan to work the Olympic golf competition. Both Chris Smith and Chris Reimer worked in PGA Tour communications for many years and will bring a wealth of knowledge and expertise to cover the golf portion of the games. So, Chris and Chris, welcome to On the Green Podcast. Thank you very much, Tim. Yeah, Good thanks, Tim. But it's a it's a Chris party here. <laughs> yes, it is. PGA yes. Tour staffers, and we, and we have four at the uh, at the games. That's too, right. So we, oh, do you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. So <laughs> we'll be Chris squared here. But uh, anyway, it's great to have you both here on the eve of the Olympic Games. And I think the first order of business, though, is always great for the audience to get to know who I'm talking to. So let's start uh, with you, Chris Smith, and just. Tell us what you're doing currently and what your role is with the International Golf Federation. Sure. Well, um, as you know, um, I was at the PGA Tour for 25 years and left in September, um, but also had the opportunity to uh, join the uh, IGF in the communications role, which, quite honestly, is just a continuation of what I had been doing. Um, I first became involved with the IGF back in uh, 2008 when my former boss, Ty Votaw, uh, was charged with uh, uh, overseeing the Olympic bid. Okay. Uh, so I took on a communications role, uh, kind of unofficially, I guess, at that time, and uh, worked through the uh, the Rio Games, and then uh, obviously with the uh, Tokyo Games coming up, uh, was looking forward to a, another just a general overall experience of uh, attending events and all that but uh things have changed a little bit <laughs> just uh, a little just a little uh, so i'm so i'm uh, still working with the igf but um, also have another um uh opportunity uh, working with the uh, vault publication uh doing a uh, coffee table book with the pga tour okay uh, so a couple businesses and uh, uh it, it's coming out in um, uh, later this year but it should be a really a really a high quality uh, PGA Tour book uh, talking about the history in mainly in photos, but it has some uh, some copy, some storytelling, um, and uh, writing. So I'm doing some writing and a lot of uh, photo selection too. So 
should be really fun. So you're not really retired. You're still, I'm, still I'm, working. I say semi-retired. Okay, yeah. semi-retired. Okay, yeah. Chris Reimer, what about you? Well, I want a job writing for a photo book. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds super it's, easy. It's limited. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I do whatever Chris tells me to. Um, I, I worked at the tour um, not quite as long as Chris, but, but almost 20 years. Um, also in the communications department, primarily for... Um, a number of the events that the tour owns and operates, Players' Championship, President's Cup, uh, some of the the playoff events and beyond. But um, I left in September uh, to start my own PR um, consulting business, CRPR Group, and um, have a number of good clients, but really excited about this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, When when Chris um, Smith found me and kind of, you know, checked in to see how things were going and, and explained to me, kind of some of the needs of the IGF, um, you know, it was, it was one of those things where you just don't say no to the Olympics. And, and it's, um, it's a, it's, it's a challenge obviously with everything we're going through this year, but it's a fun one. And I think Chris and I are, um, doing a really good job of kind of bringing a diversity of experience and a diversity of personalities to the communications of the event. I think we, we, uh, we have a, a really good respect for, uh, each other, but also we bring different kinds of ideas and and uh, and uh, you know kind of talents, if you will, to uh, to the games. So can't wait to get down there and and uh, or I guess by the time this airs, we'll be there, right? <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, you will. By this time, we might have strangled each other, but um, no, it's it's really exciting to be a part of these games. And Chris Smith, um, give us a quick overview of the IGF. Like, how does it fit into the golf landscape? Well, the IGF is uh, the recognized federation uh, by, uh, for golf by the um, uh, Olympic movement. Okay. Uh, so essentially, the IGF oversees the competition. Okay. So, and now you were in Rio. We talked yes. about that mm-hmm. a second ago. In 2016, it was the first time that the Olympics, uh, the golf was in the Olympics since 1904. And so what does having golf in the Olympics, what does it mean to kind of golf overall? Well, I, th- I think you have to look at the Olympics and what the, what a massive platform it presents in terms of exposure uh, worldwide. So uh, that's the main thing, bringing, uh, bringing it to new audiences. Um, and the, uh, uh, you know, the, the count, uh, golf's return in 2016 turned out to be very successful. It was, uh, the, I believe, the seventh uh, most popular sport in terms of social media engagement, uh, some really strong ratings tv ratings and uh, just great competition and uh it was a great start um obviously things have changed a little bit for tokyo but we expect to, the interest to be extremely high and uh i think in, when you talk about the long term the hope is that uh golf in the olympics will uh, uh promote uh further growth and uh, popularity of the game and really the uh i think the big opportunity is in the uh, countries where golf is more of a developing sport mm-hmm. uh you're you're going to have the interest in uh the u.s and the uk and that but uh i think you you'll see a real uh, uptick in interest in and, and actually some of the federation many of the federations within the igf it already reported uh, uh growth in uh, women's and uh, junior uh, uh golf especially uh, so, and then also being an Olympic sport tends to bring more funding to the sport for development. Okay, that that's very interesting. Now, Chris Reimer touched on it a little bit, guys. It's going to be a little different over there. Um, I know that the emperor just declared a state of emergency, and suddenly there's going to be no fans. And so, what kind of effect is that going to have, kind of on the games and kind of your experience? Well, first off, I want to make the record very clear that. 
he declared the state of emergency not because I'm coming to Japan, <laughs> but uh, because of, of COVID. But I, I think, um, you know, we've experienced it in sports in the world, especially on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. What COVID, you know, means from a, from a spectator standpoint, from a competition standpoint, from a media experience. And so um, everyone can agree the game is better with fans on site. Um, it, it, it's lacking something. Um, but it still performs well um, on television. It still performs well. It is a sport that can still be conducted and be exciting um, for those watching from home. And I think just given where we are in the state of the world, no one can argue uh, if with people wanting to be safe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, that's what it comes down to when you have a, a, a competition <clears throat> that is bigger than any competition in the world in the Olympics. Um, you know, you, you, you can't fault the Japanese government for wanting to, take care of their country to take care of their residents and, and be safe. And so, um, you know, we're all experienced in what that's going to look like. It's not optimal. It's not what anyone would want for the Olympics, especially the athletes themselves. But, um, understandably we'll, uh, they'll, they'll play 72 holes. And as we say, they'll right. hand out a, a medal in this instance, um, three of them, and it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it definitely will mean less traffic, which is <laughs> yeah, <that's> true. Right, <laughs> easier to get to the venue. Yeah, but, but uh, what Chris is talking about, and and that was one of the uh, real. We were very fortunate in Chris's decision to leave the tour at the time he did because uh, he had the experience of uh, dealing with uh, media operations in the COVID era, and that's something that we obviously we, when we were planning for 2020, right, it was just normal situation. But Chris brings that expertise and the experience of. Uh, knowing how to handle it, and uh, you know, we've we've had to downsize the number of media attending and staffing and everything else. So, um, and, and quite honestly, I mean, as we saw with the uh, with the uh, announcement yesterday, things keep changing, mm-hmm. and they probably change right up to the to the start of the Olympics. So, we have to be uh, diligent and uh, adapt and all that. But uh, having someone with Chris's experience definitely is going to help. And and one positive is is that the players won't have as much to do, so we might get them to do more media we might actually get them to uh to do some things from the hotel for us so that's that's one small yeah, four, positive four walls looks uh, yeah, the exactly. same after a while exactly so really for for you all it's going to be hotel to golf course to hotel to golf course for a couple of weeks it's, repeat, yeah. repeat those two sentences a lot and that will be <laughs> and, it. Said, and, then, and then finally and airport yeah exactly yeah but but those are the moments i mean i think you know there, there are some tournaments that um you work in, in overseas in China and in other places around the world where, I mean, even when, even without COVID, you guys know that you're basically spending 16 hours at the golf course right. every day. Right. Everybody thinks you get to travel and go see these amazing places. And what's it like at Pebble Beach? Well, it looks like the inside of the media center in a hotel room. <laughs> um, and so it's not that different from, from right. what those experiences are in other places. Now did the pandemic, you know, with the Olympics being pushed, a year mm-hmm. did that do anything for as far as the qualification for um, the golf side it, of things it, it did that what it did was it extended the qualified uh, qualification period by a year uh okay. everything else is the same but uh so unfortunately those who would have been qualified for 2020 may not be qualified now but that's just the way it is and that was a fair thing to do colin morikawa had a great statement two years ago as an amateur and now i get yeah. to go for the gold yeah, yeah he's a great example of how the, the pushing back one year changed 
his life significantly. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, what what does the golf look like? What is when is the golf going to be played during the uh, during the actual games? Yeah, the uh, the men are going to be play, uh, competing from uh, July twenty nine through August one, and then the women uh, start the following Wednesday. Uh, uh, four through seven, and uh, they finish up the day before the uh, uh, the closing ceremony. So we, we're right up at the back end of the Olympics. And just to clarify, they're going to play the same golf course. Yes, uh, yeah. Kasuma Gaseki. What he said. I was going to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to try to pronounce <laughs> but, it. But uh, it is going to. What it what it um, what it lends is is that opportunity where there's some overlap. And so as as the the men are comp- uh, completing their competition, you know the the women will be arriving and be on site. And I think that's really cool. I think that's something that the game misses right now is that intersection of the men and women's game. It's very segmented right now. And I think. Um, having them play the same golf course, you know, having the quarter sisters out there cheering on mm-hmm. Justin Thomas and, and, and Bryson and Colin and Xander and so on and so forth. I think that's going to lend to some really neat moments. Um, so I'm excited to, to see that at, at the PJ tour. I didn't get a lot of opportunity to, to interact with the women's game. And so that's one thing that I'm really looking forward to. And it's, it's really difficult to qualify for any sport in the Olympics. And, and it's kind of, interesting on the on the golf side you've got none of the men that won medals justin rose mm-hmm. henrik stenson matt kuchar they're not back but it's interesting that the three women who won nb olydia ko and uh, shen shen yeah did qualify so it's really difficult to to qualify yeah. year over year to get into the olympics anyway well i, I tell you what one one thing that uh, has been said is that the uh, the korean women's team might be the hardest team to qualify for of any sport in right. any sport right uh, uh and the, the qualification you can have up to four players and uh this time around the the u.s actually has uh, four men and uh four women and then uh, Korea has uh, four four women but otherwise all the other uh, countries have uh, two or two or one well, let's talk about the field. Um, that's a good segue there. So when you look at the roster of players, it's, it's really deep on both sides. Um, and the Americans are really, really strong. Uh, but So who are some of the players? So the audience, who, who are some of the players that they should be looking at out there? On Let's start with the men's side. I think one of the fun parts of this um the way that the field is made up in this competition is you do have the big names. So you have John Rahm, you have Rory McIlroy, you have the four U.S. players that I mentioned. Um, you have Paul Casey and Tommy Fleetwood from from Great Britain. Um, and then you have a, a number of players that we know of from Latin America and Joaquin Neiman, Abraham Answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also have some players that are relatively unknown. And and I worked the World Cup, which is a, a two-man event. Um, you know, it's a team event, but it's a similar makeup of the field. You draw from the World Golf Rankings. And so there are some really neat Cinderella stories as well. Um, Victor Hovland of Norway, who uh, is an amazing young player and uh, one of the more famous athletes in Norway, which is just interesting. Where do you learn to play golf in Norway, right? right? But but the, the young man uh, that he's playing with is a guy that was kind of his mentor at Norway, took him under his wing, made him play against him. They would often have bets. And it's those type of relationships and those type of stories that, you know, even the bobsledding team from Jamaica, right? They were never going to win the medal, but they're probably one of the more famous bobsledding teams of all time, <laughs> exactly. right? So exactly. there are some of those stories that are just really interesting. Um, and, and, and I think those are the, the things you want to follow. You want John Rahm and you want Justin Thomas to play well and be in it in the hunt, but you also want that, you want that one story of, 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 of a player that, you know, came up out of nowhere. Um, and I think that's what I'm going to be really looking into. And, and then on the, on the female side, obviously, 
you know, Nellie Corda with, with what she's done recently and the whole Corda family right. um, to have sisters both qualify on a team that's extremely hard to make, as Chris mentioned. Um, and then you have Shen Shen Fang, who, as you, as you said, medaled last year, is probably going to retire after the Olympics. That's how much it meant to her. This is her last large event, and she's mentioned that. And that just tells you the impact um, of golf in the Olympics in some of these other countries. I agree. And so here you are, you're Hideki Matsuyama. You win the Masters. I didn't now, even say his and name. And now you're going to play in the Olympics in your home country. Uh, it, that's fantastic for that to happen. I think it's a great story. It's just a shame that a lot of people won't be able to see that. Nobody will be on, you know, there won't be any fans. So it's kind of a shame. Yeah, and I, I think if you look back to Rio, the one thing that was, and, and you talk about developing golf countries, uh, Brazil definitely qualifies. But when we got on site, I mean, the fan, the uh, fans were, the crowds were large, uh, very enthusiastic. And that is the one thing that's uh, that's really going to be disappointing, and especially I know Chris is, uh, has experience with the uh, Zozo Championship in Japan, and how crazy things can get in Japan. And uh, you know, golf is a is a huge sport, uh, obviously in Japan, and it's un- unfortunate people can't be out on site. The the fan support that was received at the Zozo Championship in 2019 was almost like nothing I've ever seen. I mean, it was seven deep on a practice round, you know, to go watch a guy who'd never had five people watch him before. And he was like, who, you know, what is going on? Right. And if that, that event almost got washed out, tons of rain, they had Mm -hmm. a whole day canceled. So it is disappointing because the Japanese fans love golf, are very respectful, and I'm sure they were all very excited to come see this event in their home country. So it is a bit of a bummer, but, um, you know, and and for Hideki too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, uh, I do think it's amazing that here he is as his Masters champion coming and playing in the Olympics in his home country has to be a, a good honor for him. Absolutely. Another great story, just from my roots, the last 10 years at the tour, I was on the Corn Ferry tour side, is, is Mito Pereira, yeah. who got the three-victory promotion just a couple of weeks ago onto the PGA Tour, and now he's playing in the Olympics. So there's going to be some really, really mm-hmm. great stories coming out of of the Olympic Games uh, on the golf side this year. It's sure. funny what you learn. Like mm-hmm. Sophia Popov, who is a, is on the uh, LPGA, she was ranked 304th in the world at this time last year before winning the, the Women's Open. Her grandmother, her mother, and her brother were all elite athletes who all had Olympic dreams. I believe her mother qualified and couldn't go to the Moscow Games when they got, um, can't, you know, the, the U.S. boycotted those. So here she is, you know, the, the first family member of a, of a, of a, of a, a family of massive athletes that gets to go to the Olympics. Um, you know, Gabby Lopez gets to hold the flag for Mexico in the opening ceremonies. And that's one of those places that Chris talked about early on where golf in the Olympics makes a big difference mm-hmm. in Mexico. It, it, it makes a lot of folks who weren't necessarily golf fans recognize the sport. It makes the government start to build the sport, especially on the female side. Um, and then Albain Valenzuela's brother uh, is is uh, is her caddy and was diagnosed with autism. And the story of, of how they've kind of brought each other up through golf is amazing. And, and the Olympics brings these out on a, on a massive scale. Oh, absolutely. So we're looking at a deep field. Mm-hmm. So Chris Smith, who do you think is, who's your favorite to, uh, to win gold? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never expect uh, expect uh, anything but uh, I mean obviously I think uh, you have to look at the strong American contingent um, you have to look at John Rahm I, I think and it, it, it uh, obviously Hideki with the I'm sure he has the experience of playing uh, the golf course um, 
that has to factor into mm-hmm. it. And uh, same with the women. I, I, I think, uh, um, you know, you have to look at uh, who has the Olympic experience for one thing. Right. That'd be helpful. Uh, but then who knows the golf course? Uh, and it's a, it's a, a traditional course. Dates back to uh, 1929. Okay. Uh, the Fazios came in and did a redesign in uh, 2016. And so... It's, uh, it has been – actually, they have two courses, and both have been ranked in the top 100 in the Golf Digest. So high-quality courses. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it, it's been an interesting, you know, 12 months of golf in that a, a lot of the biggest players have had small bits of success, but you haven't seen that four-win season out of a Dustin Johnson or a Justin Thomas. You know, right. Justin wins the players but then hasn't done – a whole lot since um, Phil comes out of nowhere to win the PGA. The one guy I think is really trending to take over this year is John Rahm. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's dumb or not that go- I'm not going out on a limb to to pick the number one player in the world to right. win, but I do see with what he did at Memorial, how he rebounded from you know coming back testing positive for COVID in the third round, then what he did at the U.S. Open, and now um, what you know what it looks like he's doing here over on the, the swing in Europe. He could be a guy that comes into the Olympics with a, with a ton of momentum. Yeah, and I, I actually, I, I look back to uh, Rio, and one of the great stories uh, was Imbi Park, uh, mm-hmm. former number one, seven major championships, but uh, she had been battling uh, ligament damage in her thumb, hadn't competed for a couple months. Actually, there was talk that she should give up her spot for another player. Mm-hmm. And suddenly she comes in and just finds her game. She goes in the last round with a... I think two-stroke lead over then number one Lydia Ko, uh shoots 66 and wins by five strokes. So you never know. You never know. Yeah. yeah. You can come out. Like NASA um, Hatooka, right. who from Japan, who right. won the Women's Open, who's now competing on her home soil. Um, you know, maybe that gives her that just little bit extra that brings gold for her. Who knows? And, and it, again, the unfortunate thing is that the fans can't be out there to really, you know, uh, root her on and uh, give give that uh, that special feel about Olympic golf. Well, we're really looking forward to a lot of the, you know, great stories that are going to come out of Olympic golf, both on the men's side and the women's side. And I know you guys are going to be working awfully hard to bring those stories to light. And uh, we'll, we'll really look forward to, to hearing from you guys. And, you know, once the Olympics have started and once the golf has started and, and stuff, and maybe we'll check in with you uh, after you get back. And see what that experience was like. That that, that would be great, and I I'm more ex, uh, want to see if, how uh, Reimer does in terms of getting over there and get getting through pro- protocols, and to make sure he actually makes it to the hotel. <laughs> I think I think getting there is okay. It's the being on the show when we get back. If they let me back in the U.S., I can I can promise we'll do that. It's it, you never know when you get to the immigration station. Well, we really appreciate you guys being here today to give us an inside the ropes look at the. Olympic golf in 2021 in Tokyo. So good luck in Japan. Thanks, Tim. Thank you so much, Tim. I've been talking with Chris Smith and Chris Reimer, both of the International Golf Federation team, heading to the 2021 Olympics in Tokyo. We'll be right back. Well, that's all the time we have for this show. I really appreciate you listening and hope you let all of your friends and colleagues know about the show as well. And don't be shy about submitting a review of the show on Google or your favorite podcast platform. I'd like to thank my guests, Chris Smith and Chris Reimer, for all of their insights into Olympic golf and what we can expect to see from Tokyo. Again, you can find On the Green Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or at my website, onthegreenconsulting.com. And if you have ideas for future shows, please send me an email, tim at onthegreenconsulting.com. 
I'm your host, Tim Eiley, and until next time, try to keep it in the short grass. Thank you.